We're recording, right? Yeah. Like now? Why do I feel like you're lying to me? I can't tell if this is a bit or not. <laughs> and feels- that that is the premise of the show today. Hello and welcome back to another exciting episode. Uh, it's me, your non-expert Eric. Uh, this is Anime Tour Bus. And you're sitting next to me. You're a listener of this, but also on the bus. Um, pretty fucking weird, I would say. And Metsuko, she's up front. She's uh, she's doing her thing. And like Metsuko, tired of your shit. And I'm here to give you a hard time. And this is for your own good. And also, uh, I I have very sexist views, and I'm here to express them. Oh, you're doing the Zom 100 thing. Hey, she's caught on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, listener, we we watched two different shows. Um, the first was uh, Zom 100, and the second Jujutsu Kaisen came back for for another episode. And we're back in the we're back in the now times. Listener, I watched both of them, and I. I have come to so deeply love Zom 100 that it's honestly a little embarrassing for me. Do you have something for it to swallow? Sure. On the podcast, we're talking about... Gosh. I'm blushing. I can't believe that they just let him come out there and say it. Yeah, I, I was like, oh, man... I wonder when they do the English dub of this, they're going to fucking say that. It picks up naturally where it left off. And, you know, and <laughs> I say that knowing that we're staring down the barrel of Juju and that time in Jujutsu Kaisen might as well be Doctor Who rules. Yeah, for sure. But in Zone 100, it picked off right where it left off. Main character is doing a whole bunch of manual labor for his old boss because... Trauma keeps him uh, complacent. I guess it's not complacent, but it just puts him back in that mindset. Yeah, you fall into old habits. Yeah, those old habits like come back. Risk aversion. We get to see some of how she got to be the way that she is. She comes from an overbearing family, very high expectations, perfectionism she's never going to meet. And she's watching Akira deal with this really shitty boss. And she's having some issues with it. And I mean, I don't think he likes it, but the boss breaks him down until he until he's convinced that he needs the boss. Yeah, there's there is some the kind of psychological torture that can only come from three years at a bad place, right? Like, it's it's rough. I watch a lot of edutainment programs, and I watch a lot of the, like, psychoanalysis portions of YouTube. Yeah. And over the past, mostly over the pandemic, and coming out of it, narcissist has been a very hot button word. Like everyone's wanting to talk about narcissism, personality. My complex. boyfriend's a narcissist, or my ex is a narcissist, or 
Yeah, no, it's it's not. It's also been taken to I think an extreme of the same thing of calling people back in the day using uh, the the R word um, or calling. Wait, people... hold on. Okay, no, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I do believe that things get slightly stretched to where yeah. a lot of these videos are talking specifically about narcissistic personality disorder. Okay. And um, if we're going to be honest, everyone has some narcissistic qualities to them. Small to medium amount. Yeah. Yeah. They show up based off of the situation you're in. So then that's led me to believe that, you know, people are more complex than the little snippets that you get of them. Very rarely is someone a true villain, right? Sometimes a person acts as a villain and it's because they come from a place of trauma and that's a trauma response that's causing their behavior or like something like that. All of this to say, that guy is a real villain. Set of behaviors, yeah. He didn't just show up for a weekend retreat for like management techniques and miss the point. Like he is a true bad guy. There doesn't seem to be a single redeeming quality to him. It's one thing to see him break Akira down. Yeah. But then the nail in that coffin is following it up with, but I'm only hard on you because I see your potential. Hated that. To completely switch it on him and turn all of that abuse into perceived care. That fucked with me moment i'm like have have i just been missing like an aspect of this of him him genuinely caring or oh no wait 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 a second wait a second i'm getting tricked (laughs) see how easily akira fell into that where you know it's he tells him he's always gonna be a net loss immediately switches it it's it's like right after that yeah breaks him down to his absolute lowest tells him you know what you're never gonna be anything Ever, ever. You're always going to be in the negative. No matter how hard you work, it's never going to be enough. You're going to be less than what you put into something. If I'm being honest right now, that's kind of like a fear of mine of like, no matter what I do, I'll never do enough good to outweigh the harm that I cause. Yeah, I can see that. And so like, I was over here like breathing heavy, like, God damn, we, we need a nap from that one. The the moment where I decided he was a complete villain was when he was engaging with risk aversion. Yeah. Oh, man. The moments where he was treating her, like, badly, I was like, oh, okay, I want this guy to die. I hope a zombie gets him. It, it almost felt like low-hanging fruit in its own right, though. Like, nobody says that, right? And it's like, yes, yeah, someone, people say that. Yes, I've had things like that said to me. So yes, it's real. It's it exists. It's not as low hanging as I thought it was, but in the moment, it's like really, really. You're just gonna let him? Who wrote that line? Who said this is a good idea? Yeah, no, I was over here like, God damn, that's bad. And then he's like, Oh, let me. You might as well let me squeeze them tits because that's all women are good for. Like I needed, I needed to sit down. I was, I was sitting down. I was kind of actually kind of sprawling on my, my uh, gaming room couch at the time. And uh, I needed to, whatever it means, I needed to sit down from that. one. I, what gets me is like the, 
they did a really good thing with like a uh oh, what do you call it it's the um when you see a repeated pattern um oh, they use it in architecture there's there's this thing that they're always doing of him slapping the table and like it's so consistent i mean obviously there's there's a piece of him like licking his lips as he's like talking to her in like a creepy way but when he's yelling at uh at akira like there's the slapping of the table that you can tell is a fixation that he he like he's not even looking at the chief guy is instead looking at his hand as he's slapping the table and there's something about that motif that's the word i'm looking for occurring over and over that i think is really really good and expresses i don't know how to say almost like a slice of life thing of of like something that you would really feel and experience from this individual. Like there's, there's something there that makes it more realistic for me. And, uh, and I think it's actually pretty cool. Like doing, doing that added a bit of flavor for me and it made me like sit there with him and kind of get almost his, his feeling of like learned helplessness that he's had with this guy. And I like that we get to see her backstory and her finally stand up against the chief who I think she sees as an embodiment of her dad. There's a thing that abusers can do, and it is that slapping. Yeah. It's to keep you from being able to finish a train of thought or to focus on anything. It's definitely to overload your system. It's almost like forcing a reset on your brain. Like each time you hear that loud sound, so you don't have enough time to focus on what's being said to you. You only get like that gut reaction and they're screaming and you're scared and that's making it even harder. So you like you become like overstimulated. There, there's something there for me that like is it, like that is a perfect thing for, for, I don't know. There's also a piece that I learned, which was about like, them doing violence against inanimate objects and things like that is is a functionally a threat of violence against you. Yeah, it's an intimidation tactic. Yeah. To where it's like, you see how easily I did that. You know, if you don't make yourself smaller, if you don't make yourself quiet, then... That could happen to you. Yeah, exactly. Is it technically a Chekhov's gun? I don't know if I've ever had it pay out that fast. Like the resource team is going out gathering resources. It's a big haul and oopsie, somehow a zombie climbs into the back of the truck because they left the door open for too long. It's so instantly there too. And yeah, one guy is like, hey, you better close that door. You don't want a zombie to get in there. And he's like, oh yeah, I'm sorry. And then there you see the zombie just like instantly. hiding behind some boxes like, I'm not yeah. and he does he does it's time for it's time for our trio to leave and akira is showing another sign of something that's being of someone that's abused that's been thoroughly manipulated and and just beaten down by their abuser which is they don't want to leave then like i on average it takes uh, someone who's being abused seven attempts to leave their abuser. Oof. That's the actual average. 
And because a lot of a lot of times when someone's being abused, especially a woman, it's like, well, then why didn't you leave? And it's like, because there's a lot of psychological and physical things that go into this process and it takes a very long time to achieve it. It doesn't seem like it takes long with Akira, but like you said, this was learned behavior from three years of working for him. Yeah. It didn't happen in the one weekend that he went back to work for, for him. It, you know, was over the course of years, this abusive behavior. So it's not easy to leave an abuser, especially one that does a good job of making sure that you don't have the resources to leave. His ability to trap them and other people, like the other people being like, hey, I think we've done enough and we're also going to go. The only thing he didn't have enough time to actually do is um, to alienate Akira from the rest of his friends. Yeah. That would have been, this probably would have gone down a lot differently if he had had enough time to alienate Akira and also if the zombie hadn't popped out at the perfect time to fuck it all up. Luckily we move at a, let's say, a faster pace. Um... Do you appreciate the the holding pin of zombies that they make with food truck bait? <laughs> yeah, no, that was pretty fun. I like how it escalated so quickly from it went what could so be fast. What could be, listen, two zombies if we all would have acted like, let's say, adults. Um, because the first guy obviously got surprised. I do have to zombie. say the the leader does go, guys. It's just one zombie. Let's calm down. And then someone else is driving a truck like, we gotta get out of here! The one guy is just like, fuck this, y'all. Obviously the safest guy in the entire, like, just lock the truck door. Yeah, I actually kind of like that dude, and I would trust that dude with my life. What do you mean? What do you mean? He literally Dude's was- got the strongest flight response we have ever seen. And he's the one that took a totally manageable situation and turned it into a feeding frenzy. When in doubt, get out. Like, it would have been super easy to have just, like, corralled or restrained two zombies. Because, I mean, obviously they know how to do it as they have some tethered to trucks. <laughs> like, they they maybe have... Is it like a cowboy? Do you think there's a cowboy? think... Metzger, that there's somebody riding around on a horse lassoing zombies? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, that's a that's a genre crossover I never knew I needed. When she got a puppy and took care of the puppy and, and fed it and, and rehabbed it, and then the dad was like, as far as your belongings, I called the Humane Society and had it put down. My heart dropped. I thought maybe she would have a chance, like, to save... Like, at the start of that sentence, I thought, she's going to have to save this puppy. No, it's already gone. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, that is... That is debilitatingly Because we we have even less time to convince you just how bad her dad is. So we go straight to puppy murder. (laughs) Okay, hold up. Straight to Puppy Murder is absolutely a heavy metal, a metal band name. Like that is that is very solid. For for those who've suspended their 
belief that maybe, you know, like through the eyes of a child, things weren't as bad, you know, rich little girl, your dad just wants you to get good grades and, and no, you can't be a doctor because Japan has public health care and it's not privatized. So does it make as much money as his multi-million dollar business does? So that's beneath you. So it's just kind of like, oh yeah, he's overbearing, but he's not a monster. No, he's got to be a monster. No, he's he's evil. <laughs> yeah, we finally get away from the shitty boss, and he decides for, for once and for all, like literally, one of his things was like, "Hey, I didn't want to tell off my my shitty boss," and um, we or she wrote that in for him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah she did. And now she's closer with him, and we see her kind of come out of her risk-averse shell. And it more matches with, there's there's a version of her that we kind of see in the intro uh, that, like, the inverse is seen in the outro of the show. Like, this giggly, laughy, like, I'm one of the team riding around on the in the RV or, like, you know, all hanging out. There's a version of her that, like, I think we're striving towards. And a samurai girl we haven't met yet, but that's beside the point. Um, like when the hell i can't believe that we still haven't met the same yeah, we're girl. so far in we're at the halfway point and we haven't we're met past the half right point. yeah it's episode seven right right now yeah and so uh we still haven't met samurai girl and she looks like the most fun very big boobs though that was hey everyone Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, we're at the halfway point, and you know what that means. Check us out on Anime Tour Bus on Instagram, Anime underscore Bus on Twitter, and me, you, and weboot.wordpress.com. Uh, also, check out Science Snacks if that's the way your heart pulls you. Uh, Metzger, we're back in the now times. Not only are we back in the now times, we've had a complete, almost whiplash level of tone. And it took me, like, half of the episode. Like, I'm sitting there giggling, I'm having so much fun, and then I remember, wait, wait. Last time I watched the show, we shot a chick in the face? Gojo had an existential life crisis? Where he kind of loved being edged that close to death? And Ghetto took over a Just a cash? Tuesday. Now we're gonna go see Human Earthworm 4? Which is very obviously Human Centipede, right? Except it's not. Very different, but like it's obviously a reference. Yeah, it is a reference. They set you up for you to believe that it's Human Centipede and instead they turn it more into Frankenstein. Were you ready for them to give you a full premise of this movie? (laughs) I went into Jujutsu Kaisen with zero expectations. It truly started with them them attempting to get the entire Tokyo school promoted to first grade sorcerers, right? Yeah. And I mean everyone, not just the trio, also the cursed object user and and the panda. Everybody. We're trying to get all five of them. And it's because this one dude wants to go on special grade missions with Itadori. So the rule is to. 
Yeah, if you sponsor them, you're never allowed to go on missions with them, and it ruined his life because not, not for the first. They're not allowed for the first one. I don't think it's because it, that's the mission that they used to like judge the first grade. If I understand that correctly, he's not allowed to go on the first mission. He it it ruins his good time. Yeah, because it was his whole plan. That's his bro. You can't keep him from his bro. Can't keep a bro from dating his bro, right, bro? Yeah, I mean, obviously they took this class together and they're gonna do all the group projects. Can't just separate the bros. Can't just separate the bros. Uh, also, if we're gonna be honest, probably nobody wants to go with that guy. <laughs> I love him. Are you kidding me? You love him, but I think the rest of the class finds him obnoxious. A lot. Yeah, bearing. So I could see why others would think that. Itadori is probably the only person that would want to go with him. (laughs) Uh, They've been informed that there's a mole, right? Someone's feeding information from someone from Kyoto is feeding information to the enemy, and we gotta suss out the mole. They figured out that it was drum roll. Mechamaru. Who's the puppet guy? He's the bathtub yeah. dude. And I always wondered what was going on with him, but they never gave me like him enough for me to care, you know? Well, he has a heavenly pact. He can turn things into cursed objects like puppets. By making the pact, he lost the use of his own body. Yeah, and his body was like degrading. He he lost like limbs and stuff. Like it's rough. So yeah, we get kind of like a very wholesome beginning uh, of the episode where he is, we, we actually have a girl that's interested in us, Metsy. Oh, we do. We do. Fun. We do. Isn't that fun a lot? She used to be a very big girl and assumed that nobody liked her in middle school. And, and she had a growth spurt. Yeah, she grew 15 centimeters, which my brain immediately converted to six inches. That's a lot. Six inches, yeah. In like a matter of months. Six months, yeah. And six, she grew one inch a month. Yep, more bones. <laughs> oh my god. Same for me to say, Metsy. That would hurt. I I started deadlifting and I haven't grown since. So I think, like, if I ever decided to kind of, like, stop lifting, I would probably, like, shoot up to, like, seven feet tall. Um, I don't think I did the math. I did, Matt's here. I did the math. I think your math's wrong. I, Matt's here, I did the math. Check your PEMDAS. I might. What the (laughs) fuck did you just say to me? (laughs) (laughs) Check your Pimda. That is the Metzger, That is the single biggest insult you've ever said to me in my entire fucking life. We used to work together. I mean, I don't usually attempt to insult people. That's not usually my go-to. Yeah, but you're proud of this one. <laughs> yeah. So she's got a crush on Itadori. And Nobara, like, really helps her out. Calls in. She's like, are we talking about? Yes. (laughs) What is this emotion I'm feeling? 
Yeah, I've had that before of like a weird emotion that you're trying to place and you're not like quite sure, but you're like, why do I feel this way? And then you track it down and you're like, I get it. I get it now. I'm with you. Do like that they tried to set you up to think that it was, oh, she does have a crush on Itadori. Yeah, there's a little bit of that implied, but you're like, you're not going to fall for that. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, no, no, no. Instead, what is it, Betsy? Oh, she's just pissed off. There's no way Itadori can get a girlfriend before she gets a boyfriend. Exactly. And that is that is the most, like, yeah, <laughs> the most solid, like, real friend bullshit that I've ever heard. Like, yeah. that is a hundred, that is how real friends actually are to each other. I mean, it definitely tracks for her. Yeah. I don't know. I remember being jealous when everybody around me had had boyfriend girlfriends, but then I'm like, oh, people actually like you? Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't have that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because everybody liked Mensa. Like, you you always had people's friendships, and everybody was always like, I want to be friends with Mitzi. That's definitely not what I was implying. That's what they were. That's, that's the way they, they were. And she's just rubbing that in. I mean, our producer says that I make friends everywhere we go. You do. You have a weird horde of friends. Mekamaru throws the Tokyo dorks off his trail by suspending what I think is his own hand from a room. And and then it turns out he's made a deal with the devil. He's been he has been feeding information to Ghetto and Mahito. And made a pact with them to restore his body. And they're talking Second about. Second like, that that happens, they're like, but we're gonna like kill you. Yeah. Sure. Like right. once we fulfill the pact, then we can kill you. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Fey rules. They can't break a pact, but also like after the pact's done, like. <laughs> One, I was pleasantly surprised by how many Mecha Marus there were. Like, yeah, I guess I a was real expecting... real Iron Man thing, right? Like, I, I was expecting him to have, like, a backup puppet. Like, what happens if this one breaks? You gotta take it to Geppetto's. Like, he's got a long wait list. So he's gotta have a backup Mechamaru. He can't just call in sick. Can't gonna get held back a grade at Kyoto Jiu-Jitsu School, right? Mm. Was yeah. not expecting giant mech. It should have been there. His name is Mechamaru. Yeah, it's the it's the like Iron Man thing, right? Like where he gets like uh, a thousand different Iron Man suits and stuff like that. Like the jokes on you. I've only ever seen the first Iron Man. I um I I binge watched the entire like Marvel um like series in order. Uh, I I was I did one of those. Mm-hmm. Um. And I've been meaning to do the same thing with the Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter and all that. But, like, I just haven't gotten to that point yet, you know? Uh, I did eventually watch all the Harry Potter movies. But for a large portion of my life, I'd only ever seen the first one and the last one. I really liked the books until I didn't, you know? Yeah. They served you for a time. That's a good way to put it. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Anyways, all that aside, um, 
Yeah, no, we're in a big Mechazord fight right now, and he's literally sacrificing, I believe, years of his life in order to win this fight. I think he's been, like, I think it's in, like, a savings account. Like, how long had he been that way? Is that your read of it? I thought it's how much longer he has left. Hey, Paul, I would hope that the teenager would live more than 17 years after... His body's been decrepitating, like, so intensely. Yeah, I don't know, maybe I didn't pay close enough attention, but I thought he said that it was, like, an accumulation of all the time he spent like that. Well, hey, I could be wrong, and I hope I am, because I was sad. <laughs> I was like, oh, this fights, he's got, like, what, 16 years worth of things that he can do. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it, we're, we're in a cool, weird Mechazord fight, and I'm kind of into it, but also, like, uh, okay, we'll see how this goes. It's with characters that I've, like, that we only kind of care about. <laughs> like Mojito. I mean, uh, yeah, we all like Mojito. We, I'm, I'm 90% confident Mojito wins this battle, right? I hope not. Really? I mean, I don't really want the bad guy to win. You know? But, like, Mojito's been such an ongoing kind of uh, presence in a way that is, um, let's just say, it's its own kind of force to be reckoned with. I absolutely love that when they talk about whether or not they've been adhering to the... Um, letter of the pact they talk about hurting kyoto students and uh mojito very quickly is like that was hanami no that one's not on me bruh that per that was a person that wasn't involved necessarily in this yeah no i i like that too of like him him being like hey i followed the rules it's another one of those moments where it lets you know, like, how young Mojito is and how much his mind works like that of a child. Yeah, we kind of forget that he's, uh, he's, he's not, uh, old to this world. Yeah, he's a relatively new spirit and is just reveling in the, the joy of his environment. Like a, like how toddlers just kind of fuck shit up. It's if toddlers had the ability to, uh, let's say, contort people's bodies and make them into mutilated creatures and monsters and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which they would, and which is why we need to stop these scientific experiments. <laughs> uh, that we perform on toddlers? Yeah, 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 yeah. The toddler-based experiments. Yeah, specifically those. Uh, Metzger, I found a weird love uh, over this these last couple weeks, um, and it's of TikToks of people in real life acting as though they're in animes. Dude, I went to watch that one that you sent me, and it said that it's no longer available. Oh, really? Oh, it's so good. Uh, no, it was very good, and I love... There's, there's like, ones of, like, a guy talking to girls as though he's an anime guy, and it is straight cringe. 
But the the one of them nerf fighting like their anime people is glorious, and I am I was in love with like the one guy. His knees are shaking very animatedly in the background. Like the one guy like catches a bullet in his mouth, and like one guy throws a bullet into his air, catches it in the gun, and then pulls it back to fire in the most anime way that I've ever seen in my fucking life. And there's something about real-life people acting as though they're in animes that is genuinely funny to me and I think is is glorious. Um, and, and I want you to know that it comes from a place of appreciating uh, this podcast and, like, the, the anime that I have been exposed to through it. So... It's like you speak the language now. Um, yeah, kind of. And, like, they're saying funny sentences, and I can understand the funny sentences. He's in the joke. I I leveled up. I am now a bronze rank anime adventurer. <laughs> you can now officially be recognized by the guild. Oh, man, do I get my own badge or something? That would be cool as hell. Hey, listener, if you want to uh, apply for badges, uh, then we should find a way to merch that, because that would rule. Uh, get your get your bronze rank anime adventurer badge Okay, so now. you start designing them, and once you kind of get a design, then we'll talk. I feel like we could make some kind of, like, enamel badge. Like, that would, that would be pretty cool. Uh, enamel would be Like a little expensive. pin? But like a little can, pin? Like, like a little pin? We could definitely do stickers. Well, let's, let's, let's see. We'll see, we'll see. Um, so we'll, we'll look at maybe making some merch out of that. So you can also be a bronze rank anime adventurer alongside me, your beloved Eric, who sits next to you on this, our anime tour bus. Hey, I hope that you had fun today. As we pull up to the stop, I hope that you remember to check us out on meyouandweeboo.wordpress.com, anime tour bus on Instagram, anime underscore bus on Twitter, and science snacks if that's the way your heart leads. Uh, Metzger, thanks for hanging out with me. Thanks for doing this podcast with me. And listener, thanks for hanging out with us. And we hope that you had fun. And until next time. Bye. Bye. Just kidding.